This is the Jump Clear Daily Fantasy Podcast. Catch us Tuesdays and Thursdays with your host, Michael Cruciati. Hello and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Jump Clear Daily Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Michael Cruciati. And boy, do we have a really special episode for you today. We will talk about the contest lists. We will talk about the back eight picks. And we will also get into our amazing interview with an international writer that is currently competing in London. All this and more ahead on the Jump Clear Daily Fantasy Podcast. Before we get into the interview, I'd like to go through our schedule for the weekend. We actually have several horse shows going on all over the world this week. We start off Thursday in Kentucky with our CSI three-star $37,000 Spring Classic Welcome. And then in going up to Old Salem in New York, we have the CSI three-star $37,000 two-phase competition. Both of those starting on Thursday. You can find the more information on the app and online at www.jumpclear.com. We actually added a new feature on our website this morning where you can view all the contests going on the current week. Going to tomorrow on Friday, we head across the pond to Madrid for the CSI 5-star GCL of Madrid, round one. Now, that is the Longines Global Champions Tour. Then also on Friday, we have the CSI 3-star $40,000 Evergate Stables Welcome Grand Prix. That is up in Old Salem, New York. Then heading into the weekend on Saturday, we go back to Madrid for the CSI 5-star Longines Global Champions Grand Prix. And then back to New York for CSI three-star $37,000 Grand Prix in Old Salem, and then to Kentucky for the three-star $140,000 Haggard Lexington Grand Prix. Finishing out the weekend on Sunday, we have four contests to get into the action. We have the $25,000 Ida Development Spring 5 Grand Prix here in Wellington. We have the CSI five-star Rolex Grand Prix of the Royal Windsor Horse Show. That's when you definitely got to get into the action. Then we have the three-star $125,000 Old Salem Farm Grand Prix. And last but not least, we have the $35,000 Commonwealth Grand Prix in Kentucky. All contests this weekend will be $5 entry, and each contest will have a bonus gift card given out to the winner. Be sure to check for more details online and on the app. We also have our May giveaway going on, where you can have a chance to win a $500 Amazon gift card. All you have to do to enter is download the app and register. Learn more online at www.jumpclear.com. And now you've been waiting for it since Tuesday. We have a wonderful Grand Prix rider joining us today. He has won some of the biggest classes in the world. The Rolex Grand Prix of Central Park, the Rolex Grand Prix of Rome, the Hampton Classic. And without further ado, international rider Daniel Blumen of Israel. Okay, the first question, Daniel, that I have for you is, which Rolex watch do you choose to wear each day? <laughs> oh, that's a good question, actually. The only one I have, because the one that, I, that we won in Central Park got stolen in Mexico, believe it or not, in, a, in the Global Champions Tour there a few years back. So no. now the only one I have left is the one that we won in Rome, because some of the other Rolex Grand Prix that I won, actually the one in Wellington back in 2012, didn't give a Rolex, so I only have one, and that's the one I wear. I'm loyal to it. Love it, love it, and they, they last forever, so you're good to go, at least until you win the next one, right? That's it, exactly. No, I love <laughs> to have it. It's, a, it's really a beautiful 
a beautiful watch and uh you know i i don't know i'm a little superstitious i think it brings me good luck oh absolutely something that's that good looking has to a few weeks ago you showed in kentucky at the uh, invitational correct yeah yeah tell us about that experience i mean we saw the videos of it there were thousands of people in that stand so what would your how did how was it for you for me, it was great, you know, to go to go back to the Kentucky Horse Park and see that amount of people. It's it really just brings a lot of magic to the place. Already, the way it is, I think it's one of the most beautiful uh, facilities in the world. You know, the Kentucky Horse Park is just truly a gorgeous, a gorgeous property with just so much horse around. And it's it's just really really special. And and to have forty thousand people watching the three day event, especially across country on that Saturday and then uh, like 10 or 12,000 went later on to watch our class was was very beautiful you know there's it's just so loud and just a great atmosphere and and it just really changes the the way the the sport goes when you have an atmosphere when you have a crowd so it was great I'm very happy I was there nice and when I was watching it the the one piece that I really stood out to me did you see what Will Simpson did I did, yeah, 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 yeah. I was in the warm-up area. I watched it on the TV. Yeah, I was. Thought it was funny. We talked about it on the podcast uh, last week, and like, have you ever done something like that where um, you had a rail down, you put the jump back up? I don't know if you've ever done that exactly, but talk about that. Like, have you ever done anything quite like that? Well, I never done that. You know, I don't think I, I would. I would really have the imagination to do it. Um, really at that point, I probably would still be angry that I had the last one down. So I don't <laughs> think I would have that, that kind of imagination, but the, the one time that I did leave the ring on foot and not on the horse after finishing was in the Pan American games of Guadalajara in 2011. It's actually quite funny. I was, I was young. I was just really starting my, my international career. I jumped a, a clear round in the, in the nation's cup of the Pan American games. And then when I went to celebrate to the crowd, there was like a tree in front of me and I didn't see it. So when the when the mayor sort of stopped in front of the tree, I fell off. Oh, so, no. that was, so then I ended up walking, holding my horse all the way to the English. I had fallen off in, in uh, you know, in, in the midst of my celebration. So uh -huh. I thought that was kind of that was kind of funny. I still have a picture and I, I remember clearly how stupid I felt when I hit the ground, you know, like for being a clown, I ended up, I ended up in the ground. <laughs> worth it though, right? Yeah, it was worth it. You know, it was, you know, I couldn't hold my emotions. That still happens to me sometimes that I get a little bit excited when the crowd goes wild and I had a good round. So I think the sport needs more of that, don't you? Well, I don't know if it needs or it doesn't need it. I think you have to stay true to yourself and, and that's who I am. You know, I put so much effort and, 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 dedication and hours to this and so much concentration and focus and trying to keep my emotions I like to keep my emotions under control the time to perform better that sometimes when you're done with the job at hand and and you feel those emotions then and if, if they have to come to life they come to life and that's what happens to me and I don't try to resist it anymore you know if I feel very excited about a round I, I have no problem showing it yeah no, I'm, I'm on the same mindset as you the the, the amount of work that goes into what you do and when the moment finally comes where you succeed, you, you won the class, it's like, you can't help but let that emotion out. It's, it's one of those things that you, it just happens. It does. I mean, your horse gives you an amazing feeling, you know, you go through a great round, things work out your way. It's just natural to be, 
super, super, super excited about it, you know? And then, like I said, you're most of the time really compressing all your feelings because you're trying to stay focused and not let your emotions get in the way of your game. That when you actually cross the timers and the game is over, you know, then all of those compressed emotions just explode, you know? And uh, every writer, every individual, every personality is different, but I don't think there's anything wrong with allowing those emotions to to be seen and uh, and allow the crowd to see what you're feeling. Right, right, right. And you're at a pretty big competition right now. What talk? Tell us where you're at in the world. What horse show you're at, and what are some of the emotions that you're feeling right now? Well, I'm in the Royal Windsor Horse Show, and it's a it's a really wonderful horse show here in, in close to London, next to Windsor Castle. It's it's a traditional English competition he has a rolex grand prix for for big money it's really a wonderful event my first time was last year and i promised that every time that i was invited i was going to come they really really treat the riders really good and and it's just uh an incredible venue you know you're just in the backyard of windsor castle and incredible crowd educated crowd and and it's fun i'm feeling really good excited about the weekend you know it's cool to be here a lot of great riders here um joining me this week so it seems to be a, a good week of for, of for show jumping yeah and for those people that don't know much about the royal windsor there's quite a special celebration if you win that you get to meet a very special someone is that happening this year well i don't know we will see we don't know until that day but normally the queen does come and and this year is her is the jubilee the diamond jubilee or no the platinum jubilee what is it Platinum Jubilee. She, she's been in. She's been the queen already for seventy years, and they're celebrating that. So I would think that she, uh, together with the royal family, will be here at some point during the week. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Have you thought of what you would say to the queen if you win this weekend? Yeah, of course. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Once in a lifetime moment, right there, winning a big Grand Prix and then getting to meet the queen doesn't get much better than exactly. that. Your Majesty, nice to meet you. That's it. <laughs> and I heard uh, a while back, uh, Kent Farrington, when he won it, he tried to shake her hand, but you're not allowed to touch the queen. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, actually, I would have made the same mistake. I don't know. I would have to ask the protocols before meeting her, but I guess I guess you can touch her hand. I don't know what you can do or you cannot <laughs> do. What you just maybe you just bow or what? I, I have no idea. <laughs> that, that's well, knowing me, I'll give her a, a hug and two kisses. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. So big horse shows that you go to, you're looking at new horses all the time, trying to find them to bring onto your string. Have statistics of the horses ever played a part in your search? Or if you're looking for a new prospect, have you ever looked at statistics to be part of your process? Yeah, I think statistics are obviously important. I mean, I normally buy horses that are younger, so there's not much statistics. You can just see sort of their national records on on the lower divisions and and see a little bit their the the breeding to try to understand if the parents, you know, if the bloodline has given good horses and what type of horses. But for sure, I mean, I think statistics don't lie. I think a horse that likes to jump clear rounds is a it's a good horse, you know. So regardless of their style, some have a a little bit of unique style, but at the end of the day, what counts is jumping clear rounds. And in my experience, the horses that I've had, I have produced to the highest level 
were normally great horses from the beginning, you know, like they jump a lot of clear rounds on their younger years and then develop to be fantastic horses. Mm-hmm. I think once in a while, there are exceptions of horses that as, as young horses didn't jump many clear rounds and then eventually they sort of everything clicks and they start jumping a lot of clear rounds. But the, the usual stuff is that a horse that jumps clear rounds at the beginning normally continues to jump a clear rounds if if everything goes well. So right there that's data you know that's that's statistics so you gotta you gotta trust the statistics right 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 and it's interesting is that you have a lot more control i feel like over the clear rounds than you do the winnings the the clear rounds you are something that are the preparation that comes into it getting the horse correct in the timeline and making sure they peak at the right moment would you agree with that or is that really something that is more luck than anything what are your thoughts on clear rounds versus no i i agree i i think i I wouldn't say luck on any of the two but i mean winning does depend a lot on the speed of the rider and the program you know there's it becomes much more variables but you know already a horse that wants to leave the jumps up that's something you know like if if it consistently goes in the ring and and leaves the jumps up that's that's a very important piece of information. You know, you know, you have a horse that every time he goes to the competition ring, it's it's has a high uh, probability of jumping clear. You know, so again, it's numbers and numbers normally don't lie. I mean, there will be exceptions like everything else. You know, there's no hundred uh, percent certainty on any of the rules, but I do believe that a horse that has a five, six, and seven year old jump very limited amount of clear rounds has a much more difficult time to to become a horse that is going to jump clear rounds later on their career as eight, nine, and and so on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with that. And it's also something to look at too. Do you ever look at other riders, what their clear percentages are um, before going into a competition? It's kind of a new concept, but have you ever looked at the stats of other uh, competitors? I, I've looked at a few riders that I really respect that I look up to and I have for for many years. So I, I have used some of the apps out there, you know, uh, the one from from Nayel, the uh, ju- um, jumper that gives some some very good statistics. And, and I and I do follow some of the riders I respect the most, uh, but that I don't look at too many, to be honest with you. I just maybe I select maybe 10 riders, you know, that I. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I really, really like and, and respect. And I do to check a little bit their, their, yeah. their stats, you know, not only how many clear rounds they jump, but, you know, how many classes their horses jump and how many big Grand Prix a year they jump and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's becoming more interesting now with the, with the Jump Clear Fantasy app and with Niles app Jumper. And I think it's really shedding a light on a whole different part of this industry that, you know, could be really, really fun for people that aren't necessarily in the day-to-day show jumping like you or I are. And so what are your thoughts on daily fantasy coming into show jumping? I think that's great. You know, I, I believe that anything that, that gets the crowd involved and gets the public more involved and, 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 you know, just brings the sport to the public, you know, to the, to the, to the spectators is, is super positive. You know, I, I, I really believe that there's room for that in our sport. I've seen it in, in different shows around the world, very limited shows, but there are a few shows where, where there's a little bit of fantasy and gambling and it just brings the crowd completely into the game and it makes everything much more interesting. Plus, it's fun, you know, like mm-hmm. even for myself as a, as a competitor, when I'm not competing and I'm just sitting around at home or whatever, 
and I know there's a competition and there'll be fantasy about it. I, you know, that there'll be a fantasy game or whatnot. I, I, I like to be part of it. I think it's cool. It's fun, you know, like it just, it gives you that much more excitement to what you already like, which is, you know, the show jumping. So I think it's great. I think it's what you're doing. It's, it's really bringing a lot of positive stuff to the industry. And, and I think it's going to be fun and hopefully everyone learns how it works and becomes part of it. Right, right, right. And I think you said it perfect in the beginning is that, you know, winning and, and claiming the podium and that stuff, a lot of it has to do with who else is in the class. But the clear rounds, I think that it's easy to understand because it's very simple. Don't knock anything down in the time allowed. And especially being able to research through the stats of top riders, you can almost gain an advantage of trying to pick who's going to jump clear. What do you think of that? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I mean, again, you're playing with the stats. You know, a rider that jumps a lot of clear rounds has a much higher chance of for, for riders that don't jump many clear rounds. So that gives you an edge. And then, of course, the more you play and the more you follow the sport, you also start following the horse and rider combination. So that gives you also more information. And then, you know, in the fantasy, you can also pick, you know, the podium for extra points. So then you start knowing which are the riders that not only jump clear, but are normally fast and into the top three. So, yeah, I mean, the more you're involved, the more you learn, the more data you get and, and the more chances you have to win. And at the same time, most importantly, you're having fun, which is really what it's all about, you know? Yep, yep, yep. And getting the cash prize at the end doesn't hurt. <laughs> for sure. That, that's never a bad thing. No, no, no. All right. So the last question I have for you, Daniel, I really appreciate your time. So you are a big time competitor. You, you hate to lose. You are, you are in it to win it every single time. In, if in your imagination, there is a five horse jump off, you are one of those riders. Who are you competing against? And talk to us about who you would want your ideal jump off to be and who are you competing against? Okay, so, all right. So I would like to have a jump off. Let's say, let's take the horses that are right now jumping in the tour. Um, stop on my head. Okay, so let, we definitely would have to put explosion in that jump off. Oh, yeah. With Ben Meyer. Then I would like to put um, King Edward with, uh, with Hendrik von Eckerman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would put uh, Martin Fuchs with... Uh, with with Leone J, I would put uh, Daniel Doiser with uh, with with Tobago. Oh yeah, uh huh. Or even the other mare, whichever of the two, Tobago or Killer Queen. Uh, well, that's four right there, and mm -hmm. and I would be the fifth. Uh, but uh, that still would be a little bit unfair. There's still some other strong ones there around. That I mean, you always want to have Ken Farrington. His good day, you know. It's a uh, He's a super fast rider and an incredible competitor. But okay, you said only only the five horse jump of as of today. Yep. That yep. would probably be my force my five horse jump of those those five horses. And it's not even because of the riders necessarily. It's also, I think, our horses that are on top form at the moment. Oh, I, I completely agree. I think that list is phenomenal. That'd be one that I'd want to watch it Just talking about it puts the hair on the back of my neck stand up. And it's yeah, I think everyone would like to see a jump of like that. Oh yeah. And, and what great sport, but no, that's, that's great, Daniel. And good luck this weekend. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. You can follow Daniel online and on social media You can follow his Instagram and be sure to watch him this weekend as he competes at the Royal Windsor horse show. Good luck, Daniel. Thank you.
What an outstanding conversation with Daniel. Man, so this brings us to the final piece of our segment, the Backgate Picks. We have so many great competitions this weekend, but we have narrowed it down to the riders that we think are going to jump clear. Drum roll, please. Get your apps ready and get your points ready to pick. Kicking off our Backgate Picks at the Old Salem Farm CSI 3-star. The riders that we really like this week are Adrian Sternlich, Niall Nasser, Mario Delorier, and Catherine Tyree. Be sure to check out those riders and include them in your picks. Moving to Kentucky, our picks for this week are Mavis Spencer. She is coming off a several string of great wins. I would definitely put my points on her to jump clear at least one time this week. Tiffany Foster, I would definitely include her in your picks this week. And Eugenio Garza, I would wait to pick him until later on in the week in a bigger class. And don't forget Will Simpson. I would definitely include him in your picks this week as well. And then heading across the pond to the Royal Windsor Horse Show, our picks for this week, Ben Mayer, John Whitaker, you can always put your money on him at least once this week, Daniel Doyser, Daniel Blumen, of course, Martin Fuchs, he is riding Leon Jay, definitely one to look out for, Henrik Von Eckerman, and USA's Kent Farrington. And, routing, and rounding out our week with the GCT Madrid and ESP Spring Series 5. For the GCT Madrid, we are liking Derek Henney, Yuri Mansour, Mark McCulley, Philip Weissup, Harry Smolders, Spencer Smith, and Bertram Allen. And finally, ESP Spring Series Week 5, we like Samuel Perot, Teo Gen, Natalie Dean, and Michael Murphy. This comes to the end of the Jump Clear Daily Fantasy Podcast. We thank you for joining us today in this very special episode. Be sure to catch us every Tuesday and Thursday. And don't forget to download the app, challenge your friends, place your picks, and claim your podium. Jump Clear Fantasy is a fantasy sports platform. Gambling or sports wagering are not permitted on Jump Clear Fantasy. We are available to play in Colorado, Florida, and Kentucky only. Users must be physically located in Colorado, Florida, or Kentucky. Must be 18 years or older for entertainment purposes only. No results are guaranteed. Void where prohibited by law. Users who participate on Jump Clear Fantasy agree to the terms and conditions. Minimum $5 initial deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.